Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself in Verona, Wisconsin today. It's Matt Bernstein. <laughs> Bernie, how are we doing today? This is the frozen hammer today, but uh, man, you know what? With our with With some of the things that are happening, we'll get into it. This could be the best tandem backfield that'll ever happen again. Because there won't be any more fullbacks. Um, and you know, Anthony Davis is one of the best to ever do it. Uh, and we're so happy to have you back on and talk Wisconsin and what we're seeing and get your thoughts, my friend. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all having me back on. I'm always tuning in and, and listening to um, the podcast. And I just love what y'all doing and, and, and love to get a chance to learn more about, especially some of the younger guys that I just didn't get a chance to know. So I think I was well, yeah. watching like, clay's episode a couple weeks ago you know i just had randomly decided to watch it it was good you know so yeah well i mean everyone loves big play so big all right well, we gotta before we get into all the news around the badger program want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs you name it they've got it over at betonline.ag college football nfl nba college basketball esports golf it's over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our 50%. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, AD, we are going to start uh, today by talking. Well, let's talk about Coach Fick. We haven't had you on since uh, the transition from uh, Coach Christ to coach Leonard and now to coach fickle Stan, you know, from afar, you're, you're living down in Atlanta these days. What are, have been sort of like your thoughts and from people that you've talked to. So what's your overall impression so far of how this all went down and the first month of the Luke fickle era. Okay. So uh, I, I actually like the hire. Um, I would have been happy um, with Jimmy as the coach. I would have been happy. I'm happy with, with, with Fick as the coach too. Um, the way it went down, I'm like, oh, if there was a better, if there was a different way to do it, you know, by default, you know, but I mean, we just, you know, we're like a fraternity, you know, we are a brotherhood. So everybody's going to want the best. Um, but I always remind like people, you know, Jimmy's a badger. Mac is a badger too. You know what I mean? So we're, we're we all want what's best for the program. So um, I'm happy with coach Fick. I think he's going to bring a different recruiting strategy which to me, I think is going to help us in the long run, uh, be more competitive 
um, at a national level. Uh, I, I liked, of course, I'm always a supporter of the program, but I felt like, you know, we were starting to hit a ceiling, you know, where, 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 where you know, our cap was kind of the Big Ten championship or getting to the Big Ten championship or competing for a Big Ten championship, uh, but not necessarily being able to take that next step and try to go for it all. So um, I'm, I, I like what I've seen from Coach Vic um, in terms of recruiting, um, in terms of some of the guys that he's looking to bring in, you know, so one of the big things that I really believe we needed to where we needed to make a big jump was on the perimeter, you know, being long, strong and fast on the perimeter and being able to compete and, you know, to stop the pass and, and throw the ball down the field. You know, I always said that if we um, if you took football and, and eliminated essentially some of the perimeter players and just played in a box, I feel like we would always be nationally competitive. We went in there. But when we get to the Big Ten championship games and we start that's where we start to have trouble is, is, is out there on that perimeter and stopping along some of the long balls and, 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 and uh, really um, being able to throw the ball down the field too and make plays in the passing game. So I love that you said we hit our ceiling. Cause I actually think that's, I think that had, uh, had a big sway in Mac's mind was dude, we are going to consistently hit this level every year in and out, in and out every year. And he's like, let's just, literally rip the bandaid off and make a big bold jump into the future. And honestly, listen, I want a Jimmy. I think coach fickle from what he's just done this month. And Matt, you know, better than anybody. This dude is, has, I never see anything in the past, like five years of us getting dudes, guys wearing the Jersey before, you know, I committed here. I was never seeing that stuff on Twitter and on Instagram. And now you're seeing it every other day. Well, and so I want to I want to hop in there on that because yeah, one of the one of the key things that he has done is he has brought in his recruiting department from Cincinnati. Wisconsin hasn't had a real recruiting department since Coach B was there, really since Coach B was there, and they these guys are getting after it, and it's not just you know they're good at you know uh they're, they're not just silver tongue guys right these are dudes who are out there who can relate to the kids who can you know who are who are talking to them every single day wisconsin had the lowest power five recruiting budget in the entire country under paul christ and you see fick is already blowing that out of the water they're already doing these big things they're supposed to get a commitment from a Big, big-time quarterback from the 2024 class. Uh, tomorrow, as we record this, uh, Mabry Matoyer. It, it looks like he's going to commit on Christmas Eve to the Badgers. That'll be a huge, huge addition for them as well. But you just see there's juice around the program now. There's juice. And like I don't remember a time since maybe – since probably the Russell Wilson season that there's been that much this much energy around the Badger program and – People are talking who aren't Badgers. I have non-Badger friends texting me about Badger football. That never happens. And so this is a huge, this is a huge deal. I mean, this is, I mean, AD, do you remember a time that, you know, there was this much excitement around the program recently? Um, I think, no. I mean, it's so interesting you say that because um, a guy approached me in the gym a couple of weeks ago. It was a Cincinnati guy. And he's like, yo, you guys got a great hire. You're gonna love this coach. He's really for the players. Uh, he's gonna bring a, a different a different level uh, to the program, you know. So people were really uh, kind of singing him praise. Um, I think you, uh, 
I think I felt both. You know, I felt some people who are who are still a little wounded and frustrated. And I'm like, it's time to move on. You know, like it's time to support the program and, and try to move it in a good direction. I love that you talked about recruiting um, because I think there were some there were some key kind of things that happened that really um, hurt the program. You know, and I think one of those was not placing the resources in recruiting. You know, and and one of the biggest changes I noticed was uh, we lost a guy by the name of Saeed Khalif. I think his Saeed name Khalif. Was. He went to Michigan he State. Went to Michigan yep. State. He was a great recruiter. He started he started getting into states that we t- typically hadn't been in. You know, he's in a while. I should say he started getting going into Georgia and finding talent. He started going into North Carolina and finding talent and. Uh, Michigan State came in and just was like, hey, here's some money. You know, here's their 75% more or whatever we are. You know, they just came in and just stole him. And he's done wonders for that program. But he was an actual recruiter. Like, that was his specialty was recruiting players, you know, finding talent. And, like, you have to invest resources into these areas. To The thought that, you know, coaches can just, you know, focus on the X's and O's and do recruiting and do all of, all of that well, you may find a few people who can do that, but that's not the that's not the average. So I think putting resources into the recruiting department is is huge. And you know, for a while, I want to say we went without anyone in recruiting. There there was uh, ten months during this cycle, I believe, uh, that no they one. were with. There was no one in place yeah. from I believe it was it was June of twenty one uh, was when Khalif left and there wasn't anyone in place until they put Mickey in there in March of 22. So nine months without a recruiting department. That is honestly like that's malfeasance. In yeah, well, that's, what happened. that's that's why coach Chris is not the coach of the Badgers anymore. I think that's a huge part of it is that he Damn. and the NIL part. I, I To me, that's that's the main some of the main reasons. Look at what they've done. They've recruited. They offered an eighth grader. Yep. Right. That quarterback in Georgia or is Alabama, it Alabama? I think Alabama. I mean, you've got guys working hard for for they have a vision, right? It's not just next year or the year after. It's an eighth grader. That's like six years from now. Maybe even when my math is off, that could be eight years from yeah, now. It, whatever. It, they're, it is. They're, they're turning AD from reactionary to being proactive and, and aggressive and aggressive, and it's huge. There's a strategy, there's a philosophy in place and there's a strategy in place. Yep. And so that's one thing I am excited about, right? Is like, I've never ever questioned us in terms of X's and O's, right? We always have good X's and O's guys, people who can who can put together a game plan, but running a, a power five football program and not having anyone in recruiting for eight months or nine months is, that's a systemic failure. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> just no way you can maintain a competitive advantage if you don't have someone competing in every aspect of your program your your social media people need to compete you know your your marketing people need to compete you know your facilities people need to compete you know every every aspect of your program should be competitive at this level you know and if you cannot compete in your conference or nationally then you need to do better you need to pull more resources and you need to go out and compete you know and i think that's what i think that's what you'll start to see is is is, is more competitive across the board not just inside the domain that is football, but all those other components that add that contribute to a successful team, you know, and recruiting is a huge one, you know, putting resources into, into recruiting. Wade, you bring up a great point because sadly they're going to change the McLean, the one, the beautiful McLean that you and I had, they're going to put in. So what I think is huge is that the chancellor's on board. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Blank 
the previous chancellor was hugely into academics, which great. That's amazing. Wasn't the biggest fan of athletics. That's being generous. Who she was. That's it's, being generous. Being, being generous. <laughs> I actually really like Becky Blank. She, no, she, she, she was, a, she was excellent for sort of, in a lot of ways, the brand of the university, but in, in terms of the athletics, it was, Listen, she did a lot of great things. Her and Barry butted heads on a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry was all, everything should go towards athletics. And she was like, wait, we got this beautiful university. We got to keep prestige. I think the chancellor's art, the new chancellor, Manukin, is on both. She's like, we're going to keep UW. We're going to elevate UW. And the way to do that is to elevate our athletic program. And Mac is no dummy. He's like, what's the main attraction at Wisconsin or at any other, you know, power five school is their football program. Mm -hmm. Tell me it's not. Our volleyball team is up there. I love watching them. But they don't have 80,000, you know, fans. People don't tailgate all. I mean, maybe because it's cold. But that's our number one, and that's most across the country. And I think she's going to put a ton of money into the into the athletic program. Like we're saying, she's, you can already see recruiting. First of all, they hired Fickle at $8 million, which is a big-time jump. They are hiring coaches. At, they're paying their coaches more, which is great. And they are going to revolutionize the McLean Center which AD you and I had, I, I mean, I love it, Yeah, yeah but it, yeah. it could use a facelift. Yeah. And, and I know when I was working and interning in the athletic department, that was almost a decade ago, you know, we were like last in the big 10 in terms of facilities and they mm-hmm. went ahead and tried to get more competitive and, and re and re up the revamp the facilities, I think in 2012 or 13 or something like that, maybe 14. And we were still sitting around the bottom tier of the conference because these other schools are blowing us out the water. I mean, you can look at Northwestern's new facility is, is out of this world. <laughs> you know, like they are, they're blowing us out the water. And so I think it goes back to us being competitive in every component, uh, every aspect of athletics in order to, you know, compete at that level. You got to have the best of the best in everything. You got to have the best of the best in trainers, the best of the best in strength and conditioning staff, mm-hmm. best of the best in, in, you know, social media and digital marketing team, you know, you got to have all that stuff. Yeah. Know? And that's what, that was one of the other things I wanted to bring up was that for a long time, the, the social media side, the, you know, graphics and stuff like that was way behind what you see the elite, elite programs. Right? I've always said that LSU is the benchmark when it comes to that. LSU is, is the benchmark. And if Wisconsin wants to, advertise a program not just to recruits but to fans and things like that you need to be able to do those things to have those little viral clips right yes it was that very special joe burrow season but when you see the video of joe burrow running out the tunnel in the burrow eaux jersey and it's shot in beautiful 4k and it's it looks incredible that is as much a selling tool for the university as it is the football program, because you're showing the entire experience. And that's what they were missing for so long. And Luke Fickle gets it. Luke Fickle knows that you need these things in this day and age. And, you know, there'd been such a level of complacency, I think, because, oh, Wisconsin, well, we're we're a development program. We're going to develop, develop, and we're going to grab the local guys and and, and coach them up. And that's great. And you need to have that. But if you're not going to recruit and you're not going to become a bigger national brand, you're never going to break through to where we all know that Wisconsin at the end of the day can become an elite program because there is a wealth of money in, in, in the, I mean, it's a, it is a well-renowned academic institution. They bring in a ton of money through athletics. It is a beautiful campus. And there are so many things going 
for the school, that there was no reason that they can't. But there was a complacency there that, you know, uh, left a lot to be desired. So I want to sort of move forward, though, into this recruiting class that we just brought in. I say we, but, you know, whatever. It's we. I, I want to move into the recruiting class, though, because there's a lot of really interesting guys in AD. I know you had a lot of takes on these players. You know, I I, I love seeing what, what you think of these guys. Uh, who out of those guys really popped out to you of the guys that signed this week with the Badgers? Uh, I like the uh, the corners. Uh, Jonas, I think it was one yep, corner. Yep, Jonas Duclona out, out of Naples, Florida. I liked him. Uh, I liked the uh, safety that we signed. Was that Braden Smith, I think? Uh, Moore. Braden Moore. Moore. Braden Moore. Yep. Yeah, Braden I, liked, Moore. I liked him. Uh, there was a linebacker that we signed that looked Christian really Allegro. good in pass, in pass coverage. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, because we're transitioning to a 3-3-5 defense, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's, an, a lot, it's a lot quicker defense, you know, because you got more speed on the field. I hated playing against a three three five in college. Just, just <laughs> let me put that out there. I think did you on did UNLV play the three three five? West Virginia played it, and we played them twice. Yeah. UNLV played it, and like for me I, as a runner, I like playing against big slow guys. So let's <laughs> let's let's keep those big let's keep those big downhill linebackers in the game. Sorry about that, my dog. Somebody might be at the door. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Let's keep let's keep those big slow linebackers in the game and then that gives me an advantage. But when we played against a 3-3-5, the extra backer was really more of a hybrid safety player. And safeties were the most irritating by far. They hit the <laughs> hardest. You know, they were strong enough to 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 take on blocks and, and make tackles fast enough to hit you hard, get get to full speed by the time they hit you. So Safeties were always, in my opinion, the biggest threat uh, to me as a player. And which and safety like gave you the biggest with... problems in, in in college? Um, my first year, I would say Mike Doss, right? And he so gave a lot I, of people I, my, problems. So you're, you're not the Doss, only one there. We were playing at Ohio State, and he started. He figured out what I was reading, right? I figured out my read key on the play. It hit me so hard one time, my whole side of my body was numb, and I remember <laughs> being picked up by uh, one of the offensive linemen picked me up and he's like, yo, you all right, AD? I was like, nah, bro, I can't feel nothing over here. <laughs> I was like, you better call a timeout or something, right? Because I, I can't feel anything. So you give me the ball, it's going to be a fumble. You know? <laughs> and he's like, uh, and so we get to the sideline and, and the offensive line coach was like, yo, he knows what you're reading, 2 You got to make the wrong read. And I was like, what? I got to make the wrong read. I've been conditioned with, to play yeah. the game with my eyes. <laughs> And read this key, and whichever way that key goes, I'm I'm taking the ball the opposite direction. Now you're telling me I have to disregard, you know, years of training and make the wrong read because this guy has figured out where um, where I was reading. So, uh, and I also was a redshirt freshman. I hadn't had, I've, I'd only had a year and a half or two years in in the strength and conditioning program. So, I mean, he just was strong and fast, and so I needed to get stronger. The next year, I felt a lot better. And uh, you know, shook off a couple of his tackles, but that first year, whew, he gave he, he gave me a licking. Him and Bob Sanders, huh? You were you were benching four oh five off the ground. Easy. Oh man, no, that you know, I wasn't I wasn't a big bench guy, but I could Dude, squat. I, and but clean. remember when we used to lay on the platform and do it? Yeah, yep. dude, JD loved watching you. He'd be amped. Yeah. Oh, AD, 
Like <laughs> he just loved it. I, I was like, man, I love watching AT Whiff too, but it was yeah, a little, <laughs> was a little creepy on that on that one. Man, those uh, chain benches, man. I still don't understand where JD got all of his strength from, you know, because this guy would <laughs> get on the bench, like he'd watch you do the bench wrong, and then he'd get on the bench and demonstrate the right way to do it with whatever weight you had. And I'm like, how the hell did he just do this without warming up? Like on a and chain and guy. No, he was not big at all. He could be like 225 and he would just rep it out. And he's yeah. like, do it like that. You're like, do it like yeah. what? What are you like, 40 cups yep. of coffee in you? <laughs> Chain incline. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. Wait, so AD, so do you think, so you said the perimeter guys, who on offense, though, is a huge like boost that you think we need more than anything? On offense? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in here. I'm I'm gonna yeah. jump here because I have very strong feelings about this. Yeah, go ahead. Tuck, <laughs> Tucker Ashcraft, the tight end out of the state of Washington, who they got very late in the process. He was originally uh-huh. committed to Colorado under Carl Durrell, and then mm-hmm. Coach Prime didn't honor his scholarship. Mm. This dude is a baller. This dude yeah. is an absolute ball. Like. I watch him and I just see like Garrett Graham all over again. I see, I see that kind of dude who's an like old school Y who's not afraid to block, but can mm. really get out and run after it. And they're thin at tight end. Clay Cundiff keeps getting hurt. Rucci's yep. okay, but you know, I felt like the tight end play wasn't there this year, especially after Cundiff went down. I think this kid could be a big time that, impact that's player. That's not our number one issue, though. It's not the number one like, issue, but if you look at how, like, I mean, probably the number one issue this year to me was the offensive line. They only signed one offensive lineman, James Durant, who was on the podcast earlier this week. Make sure to go back and check out that interview. Quick plug. Uh, I sat down with James for about 15 minutes, literally right after he signed his his letter. It was awesome. Like he's a quintessential Badger lineman, already got the hair. Like all he wants to do is go fishing and lift. Like <laughs> he is just a he's a Badger lineman through and through. So these are real quick. Matt Perkins and I were talking that Snowden is someone that I'm kind of excited about. Matt Perkins says he looks very, 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 almost identical, similar to Brett Bell. What are mm. your thoughts about that? Because, Diesel, you played. I thought Brett was a lockdown guy. He just mm-hmm. had that one play at, at Michigan that everyone's like, oh, he's not that good, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. He made a mistake, and I think it's actually coaching on, on that part. But he was a lockdown. Imagine you're talking about these perimeter guys, but I'm assuming you're really talking about the DB play, and we just got, yeah. it, it sounds like four new DBs. Six new yeah. DBs in this class. There's six new DBs in this six. class. Four, four corners and two safeties. That issue. Yeah, I like all of them, to be honest with you. Uh, they're all long and they can run. There's an athletic kid we pulled from down here in Marietta that's really nice, too. Um, you know, he can run. and, and Yeah, Jace Arnold. And they got, Jace Arnold, yeah, they have ball skills, you know, so it's like they all, they all have... Um, you know, I think that's going to help us in the long run because, you know, you, you're you not going to stop Ohio State unless you've got guys out there, you know. Right. And I think I, to, to me, I, I know we're going to talk about offense here in just a second. I just want to mention one thing. Like you saw the Badger secondary get absolutely burned by Ohio State this year, like absolutely massacred by Ohio State's aerial attack. And I think for Mac, I'm projecting here, I'm thinking for Mac, like that might have been like the, the straw that said, OK, like this, this just this ain't happening. This ain't happening with this with this defense. And yeah, the Illinois loss gave him the cover to uh, fire coach Chris. But I think the writing was on the wall after that Ohio State decimation because even, you know, that's Jimmy's defensive backfield and they were getting burned left 
and right. And what do we know about Fick? Fick and coach DBs. Like the the defensive backs that he has brought through Cincinnati are some of were some of the best in the country last year. I mean, you look at Sauce Gardner, you look at Kobe Bryant, C O B Y, not K O B E. And <laughs> they, I mean, they were two of the best corners in the entire country last year. Amari Snowden, he's the highest ranked corner out of high school since Brett Bell. Everyone compares him to Sauce Gardner, 6'3, 84 inch wingspan. Like this dude, Whew. I mean, he's a dude. He is a dude. And they haven't had an athlete like that at corner. You know, since I mean, the one season of Nick Nelson, I would say, is probably the last time they had a corner who was at that level. And so, I mean, it's it's really been a minute. But let's spin this over to the offensive side of the ball. AD, this is going to be a completely different offense, like a completely different offense that we've ever seen before. Phil Longo, you know, he comes from the air raid, but he's not afraid to run the ball. I mean, he ran the ball 60% of the time in 2020 at North Carolina with when you had two incredible backs. What are what are you looking forward to seeing out of this new scheme that the Badgers are going to have? Because it's not going to be like what you were running. Uh, just more explosive plays. You know, I want to see big plays. I want to see 20-yard gains, you know, explosive plays, things that get the fans and and. and and the team hyped up, you know, 20 yard run is great. You know, 20 yard pass, 30 yard pass, 40 yard pass. I mean, I just want to see a more explosive competitive offense, you know, and it's so interesting that we're now the offense is going to take this shift because I feel like everybody in the West kind of adjusted what they do to compete with us, to beat us, you know, with the exception of maybe Iowa, who aside from us, they've been doing the same thing for deck for years, centuries, you know, right. And so some of these other teams got bigger up front, went out and got good backs, you know, started to, you know, if you look at Minnesota, I was at that last Minnesota game and I'm like, this, this is, they're, they're doing what we do to us typically, you know, Illinois, same thing, you know, so now we're going to come with a little more flair, you know, which is, I'm like, that's what you see in the East. You see the flair, right? You see Penn state, you see Michigan, you see Ohio state, they all have flair, you know, even Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland too. Even Michigan state's, to a certain degree, you know, they, they're going to throw the ball down the field um, and take chances and take shots. So I, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, well, I it was really, it, it, you know, speaking of, of throwing the ball, I thought it was really interesting that on signing day, they were able to sort of reflip Trek Kekahuna, the right receiver from oh, Hawaii, yeah. who had been committed to Wisconsin, decommitted after Chris left and then had committed to Arizona, like earlier in the week. No one saw that coming. This kid was like a, you know a well a, a kind of recruited three star, uh, you know as a junior in high school transfers to Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, one of the powerhouses in the country. Absolutely goes off as a senior, earns his fourth star, gets scholarships offers from Oregon, like everyone. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he comes, he decides to flip back to Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin now got this Hawaiian pipeline, which is kind of fun. They're going mm-hmm. after a big time edge rusher from Hawaii in the twenty twenty four class. Ad like when. When Wisconsin has been at its best, when you guys were there, they were going all over the country to get guys like you and Bernie, right? Oh, yeah. And and I think for the last 10 years, like they've really sort of made a smaller circle, if you will. Like mm-hmm. they, they weren't going, like you get the occasional Nick Herbig, you get the occasional guy out of Florida or whatever, but they, it seemed to be more and more concentric circles to where the recruiting department was going. They're going back out everywhere again. And it's just, it's exciting. It's a very, very exciting time. Um, but AD, how do you think you would have felt 
run, going in this offense? Like, what would have been like for you instead of you know li- uh, lining up behind Bernie in in the eye and having a, <laughs> having two tight ends? Like, what would have been like for you? Because I think with your skill set, man, you could have been a big time. I mean, you're going to be a big time guy in any offense. Let's face it, but you would have had some big old holes because you would not have been running against seven and eight man boxes like you were all day. Yeah, and I, and I, I loved. Um, we did run, we ran a little spread, you know, like we had some, some packages in there that I liked, you know, I really liked when we did that and, um, you know, having uh, great receivers made a big difference too. So, you know, Lee kept people out of the box at all, you know, they wouldn't dare bring another safety into the box, you know, when, when Lee was there. So uh, I think that makes a big difference. Uh, and I think everyone benefits from it. So, um, but yeah, it will be different not seeing no, not seeing a fullback out there. I was talking to Bernie about that the other day. I'm like, what the heck, man? That's going to be uh, interesting, you know. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think I would have loved to do it, but I can't think about running the ball without my guy Burn. You know, like it just, <laughs> well, just running the ball. Even, you know what it feel right? Running the ball sixty percent of the time is like to me perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, even though as fullbacks and AD, we probably ran it like eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Even with dudes like Lee, we still did it 80% of the time. I like 60. I also like, you know, some of the run plays or pass plays kind of look like run plays. We throw it quickly to some somebody else. I, I like getting the ball in people's hands, and I think it only opens up the run game. We got two guys. I mean, to me, Malusi fits this offense perfect right now. I think Braylon's a downhill runner, but I do think he will find his place in this offense, and if he can mm. catch the ball, he's going to be stellar. Um, I think losing Isaac Arendo, who kind of fits the mold a little mm-hmm. bit more of like a pass catcher. AD, how hard is it to be a, a running back and a pass blocker? Oh, I think it's definitely tough, you know, depending on, on um, pass pro is, 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 you know, one is, is actually knowing and learning pass pro, like when, when you need to step up and, and, uh, and make the block and then actually executing the block. Those are two you know, two things that I think make it challenging and a lot of young backs really struggle with that. So I think even, even some of the better backs that we've had, you know, we, I've seen them struggle in pass pro and I'm like, Oh, that missed, missed that corner fire. I just think of coach white talk, talking about corner fires and high safeties and playing the percentages and all that stuff. So uh, I think that uh, in this offense, I, I, I we're going to see a lot more of the backs being used in the passing game. And I think that's going to be great. You know, I think that's going to really add another element to um, to the offense. So, and also, AD, we had like we had Brooks Bollinger. Then we, you were there for Sorgi. You were not there for Sorgi. Yeah, I was there for Sorgi. I mean, you were there yeah. for Sorgi. The difference in their games, Brooks could take off and run. Sorgi mm-hmm. wasn't that guy. What's that going to be like now to, in your brain, having a dude like Evers or Evers who can take off and be kind of like that shifty QB? Oh, I think that's a whole, that's a game changer, you know? And, and I, I, I thought once we, once we had the, once the Russell Wilson season happened, I'm like, okay, that's going to change things right now. We're going to start looking at more mobile type quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket, move around a little bit. And we didn't necessarily do that, you know? So I was like, I was a little surprised because I'm like, dude, I mean, you see how much of a difference that type of player can make. You know, when someone who can make plays with their feet, they don't have to, but they can also extend plays. You know, they can move around in the pocket, buy themselves more time. Receivers can get open and, and they're they're crafty and can, and can improvise with the football. So I think that's going to add a whole nother element to the offense that's going to take 
a lot of the pressure off of any one unit to perform. I think you're going to get a, an offense that can attack you in different ways. Hey, do you do you think we have all the pieces that we need to to literally be top four? Maybe not next year, but like within two years, three years. I think within a couple of years, we, we I think we still got to start solidifying. Um, you know, we we have to solidify again those perimeter players and start bringing in you know elite guys. Uh, I think we got to get back to playing good good on our offensive line. If I'm just being 100 percent honest with you. Offensive line play was was not good this year, uh, and I think that you know me watching the games, I'm like, okay, everyone is heating Mertz up, but I'm like, are you watching? You know, some yeah. of the, you know, the offensive line play was tough. You know, like every game, someone, someone was was picking a day not to perform well. You know, and um, and so we got to get better on the offensive line and and, and up front. Uh, and I think that do you think that's coaching AD or do you think that's the guy? I think it's coaching. You know, because I what too. I what I saw this year was consistently bad play. And it was almost like, okay, this game is my game to get my lunch money taken all game. Next game, you go ahead and get your lunch money taken. You know, that's how I felt it was. I'm like, what is going on out here? You know, every every week there was like one guy who just wasn't playing good. And, and, and whoever was that guy was blocking was making an impact in the game. So I'm just looking for a more dominant type of uh, performance and and. To me, that is that is that is that does speak to coaching, right? You know, you got big, you got big athletic guys. Um, that's not going to stop. We're going to continue to get big athletic guys, um, and so you know, but we got to get the production out of them. So I, that, the only thing, the only place you can turn to is coaching. When you know you got size, you know you got athleticism, and you got ability. I mean, there, there's really not much else. You know what else? Where else can you turn to? So no, I completely, I, I completely agree. I think the O line, as everyone looks at it and goes, oh, these guys suck. That's to me, they didn't play well. I think due to coaching, which is mm-hmm. sad because I thought Bosat was a really good O line coach, but he spent probably too much time away from that position to come back to it. Um, and and to to he might have thought, you know, these guys might have been too confused by whatever he was he was talking about. Because um, when we showed up, you know, Coach White made it pretty easy. Like he said the same 10 things, yeah. you know, landmark pocket. Yeah. Like he preached <laughs> yeah. the, um, like the thing, the traditional football things you're supposed to do mm-hmm. every day, the fundamentals, fundamentals like being yeah. a running back that he wanted you to do. And it really paid off dividends for you, me, anyone, Calhoun, Booker, yeah. Dwayne, like any dude who was there. You figured out landmark. Like it took me a minute to be like, dude, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. But when you when you step to the guard's inside foot every time and ran on that path, yeah, you would hit the the guy you're supposed to block, and it would be correct, and you could make a read off of that. And once you figure these things out, I think that's what we're missing. I think like you know, Braylon started to trying to bounce it outside because nothing's clean when you're not fundamentally sound. And I think the 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 line was a was a huge problem Graham Mertz could never set his feet he did some bonehead things but he could never set his feet he could never step forward look at the Jets it's like the Jets right now I can't yeah. I watched two games back to back and they're both identically annoying to watch um it's so it's just so frustrating but I think you know Fickle flipped what's his name he's coming back so like you got Her Fickle name. coming in and these guys these guys were gonna leave and now they're like yeah whatever this guy's preaching I'm coming back to it and I think that is a testament to coach Fickle and his vision and and what he is going to bring and he's to me he's delivering 
like where he's delivering athletes and dudes that we need to be competitive next year. We might win the West next year off of just being athletic and, and, and have energy and getting coached better. Yeah. And, and to me, that coaching piece, especially on offense is was so important, right? Cause I'm looking at, you know, the years we were successful, we had, you know, we had a head coach, an offensive coordinator, a quarterbacks coach, you know, we had all these, spe- these specific coaches and we had consistency. And then as people started to take jobs and move on and, and, and elevate, you know, we started this year with a head coach. I mean, I mean, last year, you know, we had head coach and combined offensive coordinator in one, which I think was, I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's the best move. And then, you know, uh, I think Bud Meyer may have been the quarterback's coach at one point. Then he went on to become an OC. And I don't think we ever replaced a stand, ever got a standalone quarterback's coach. They were, but using, I think a, they were using a grad assistant as the, the de facto quarterback's coach in Keller Christ, who, yeah. You know. And I'm like, that's just not, that's, you can't do that. You know, that's an important position that deserves its own attention. You know, like it deserves its own specialized attention. So I think that, you know, there, there are some things systemically that, that just, we just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And so I'm happy to see that, that some of those things will get corrected. And, you know, some of the guys will get, I think they'll benefit from it too. They'll get a lot more chance to shine and do things and, and play and, and, and get the detail, the attention to detail that they need to be successful. So. AD, how do we recruit New Jersey? Oh man. I mean, Honestly, so many guys have come to Wisconsin from Jersey and done well. That's all you literally have to do is say, look at A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. This this can be you. <laughs> you know, like it works. You know, it's a system. You know, the Big Ten works really well for New Jersey. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of the games are very similar and that you're, you know, it's a small state. So you're playing, you know, your neighbors, <laughs> you know, your every every school has because they're so close, every game is kind of like a rivalry game. So it kind of mimics the Big Ten a little bit uh, in that regard. And you're used to playing in cold weather. You're used to playing physical football. So I'm like, get in that state and, and get some help. You know, like I even told when I was back, I was back um, with a Minnesota game and then got a chance to speak to some of the recruits and and uh, just let, let uh, I think, Mickey at the time, uh, let Mickey know, look, man, if you need any help, you know, I will help you. You know, I'll get you in Jersey. I'll... I'll send, I'll send talent. I actually like that, you know? So uh funny story is like years ago, you know, when teams really started, first started using like kind of Twitter to, to, to really look at film, I had send, you know, I was living in Charlotte and there was a high, was a high school down the street, uh, Dudley high school in Greensboro, really good sports school. You know, it's, they always produce some good athletes and I had a sophomore quarterback and I was, I, I watched, uh, watched him play. He takes the ball, flicks his wrist, and the ball goes like 70 yards. And I'm like, damn. You know, but at the time, he was looking at basketball. He was trying to figure out if he wanted to play basketball. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to share his tape and say, hey, you guys may want to look at this guy and take a take take a chance on him. Uh, his name was Hendon Hooker, and he, he ended up going to Virginia Tech, did decent, and then this year he transfers to Tennessee and just like kind of blows up. And I'm like, dude, we got to get people who are engaged in these type of digital spaces and catch those things ahead of time and start and get the jump on recruiting some of these kids. Yeah. You know, so that's I think the that, same thing about being proactive versus being reactionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about, about the direction that, that it's going. And uh, um, I think the guys will be too, you know, so a big thing for me is always going to be the guys in the locker room. And so I was very empathetic this year to, 
you know, what they must have went through with all these changes happening, you know, and how tough that that had to be on them, you know. So I'm happy that they're going to get some consistency. They're going to get, you know, some people. They're going to get some people around for, for a while. I want to ask you a I'm question because so, you were the honorary yeah. captain for the Minnesota game, even though the Badgers yeah. lost. What was it like to be the honorary captain, to be on the field with your son? Like, what was that experience like for you? Because that from afar, that looked really special. It was special. You know, it was really cool to be able to take him out to Madison uh, to show him uh, the camp and the stadium and the city. Uh, you know, really, 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 really uh, full circle moment for me. Um, and then just being able to, you know, bump into so many people who uh, kind of poured into us. And I'm like, you know, I got a chance to say thank you again. You know, so that was really dope. You know, like just being able to say, hey, I appreciate you kicking me in the butt and telling me, you know, you need to. <laughs> get this assignment done or get to get, do some extra study in or whatever, you know? So um, that was really cool. Really cool. The game didn't go as planned. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole day there was kind of like this, not a cloud lurking over, but there was this kind of who's going to be the coach kind of, you know, everybody, it was just there, right? Like, like this invisible person just standing there with everyone I talked to. So I was really interested in uh, talking to some of the recruits and I got to meet some of the guys we signed too. So that was really cool. Um, and talk to them about, you know, what, what, what it's like to play here and, and why I think I thought it was a good school. So. Diesel. Yeah, why you go out there, man, as the captain, I was like, dude, somebody put some pants on this guy. Yeah, I wanted to play, man. I was like, Oh, this is, this do you bring back watch, some, some do real you think memories. You watch film in the film room. Like we're uh, kind of far removed. Remember how we would be like, yo, coach white. You're throwing some Ron Dane film and he would yeah. do it because he loved it. Um, when we were like bored, we couldn't watch it. We're like, you'll throw some Ron Dane clips on and Mikey B stuff. But do you think they watch like your stuff and they're like, damn, I don't dude, know if dude. they do that, man. I, it's, it's so funny. You say that, man. I remember, I think one game we were playing like Penn state, like Oh one. Right. And um, I want to say they had just played like Miami. Right. And coach white had been talking to me about tempo. He's like, yo, you got to, got to play with tempo. You got to run with rhythm. You got to slow the game down. And so I'm so we're watching Miami. We're watching Penn State's defense trying to get ready for them. But mm -hmm. they were playing Miami and Miami had Clinton Portis and Clinton Portis was like shredding them. I mean, it was like it was he was playing the game at a different speed than the rest of them. And um, that's what I was watching. I wasn't paying attention to the defense at all. I was watching Clinton Portis the whole time. So he's asking me questions. And he like, he like got mad, like, you're not locked in. You know, what are you watching? I'm like, coach, that guy's finishing runs the way you tell me I need to finish runs. Like, <laughs> it was fascinating. It changed changed the game for me. I'm like, every anytime I think about watching film, I think about watching that game. And then that really was a, a full circle, a moment that changed the way I thought about stuff. And then he let me look at, you know, some of the old clips he actually made a, a tape of Mike Bennett clips for me in my recruiting process and said, this is the guy that's going to be the starter. And I watched the tape and watched him run. And I'm like, I, I can do that. I know I can do that. You know, and I, that's what made me very confident in my decision to commit to Wisconsin. But yeah, I that's watched. really cool that he did that. Oh yeah. He showed, he showed me, he showed me clips of, of Mike B and, and um, this is, this is going to be the starter next year. So. Which is so funny. Cause I, I, your the speed I would say is the same. And and you got shiftiness, but dude, you were a little more like um, like you could take a beating, dude. Mm. 
Like you weren't a big guy, but you were a big guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I thought I was big. I thought I was like 6'2", 250, but yeah, I really was You played wasn't. like that. You played like <laughs> Rod Dan. <laughs> I thought I was a big guy. I, I And every once in a while, I get reminded, you ain't that big, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So AD, what are you what are you like most excited about maybe next year if you came back to see the Badgers? Like what are you ex- most excited about for the team in general? Uh I'm excited to see a lot more guys play. You know, uh, a lot more guys get chances. You know, I think one of the things that kind of bothered me over the years were seeing guys, you know, you'd see guys come in and you're like, "Wow, this guy's good." And then you wouldn't see him again ever. And then they would just transfer and leave. And you're like, well, "How come this guy didn't touch the ball more?" You know, and I just there's several names that come to mind, but like now I want to see those guys. I want to see us put our talent on the field. You know what I mean? I want to see us use more people, you know? Uh, and so that's what I'm excited about. And then the new, the new look offense is I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Braylon and, and Malusi being a one, two punch um, and, and then him settling into that running back spot and, um, and being really a them, them and Evers and, you know, I've always thought we had good, decent receivers, but we'll really get a chance to see how good the receivers are now. I'll yeah. tell you what I'm excited about is not watching Graham Mertz have to run back to the sideline to get the play after every single down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. still might be it, but it won't be him. It won't be. Well, him. no, no. Trust me, they they're not going to be not with Longo. They're going. There'll be a lot more tempo that we see. Yeah. Wait, did the, he go to Florida? Yep, he is now at Florida. Yeah, I mean, isn't that amazing? Like, well, when you know the particulars about the Florida situation right now, it's not so amazing because they have zero scholarship quarterbacks on the roster at the moment, or maybe one, maybe one. They need warm bodies, kind of like the Badgers need warm bodies because (laughs) right going to the bowl game, they've got Wolf and Burkett, and that's it for scholarship quarterbacks. They've got Marshall Howe, who's a walk on. Wolf's graduating, so it's going to be Burkett, true freshman Lacroix. Evers and now potentially, you know, rumor has it they're trying to bring in like a one-year stopgap, uh, kind of like a Brennan Armstrong, who I've been extolling the virtues of for a very long time on this mm-hmm. year program. So I, I'm excited. We're all excited about what is happening in Madison. We've got to wrap it up here today. Uh AD, want to thank you as always. And by the way, I was actually talking with our friend Clint Cosgrove about this last night. AD, you are the greatest Badger running back in the history of NCAA football video game. <laughs> the most unstoppable player I've, both of us have ever played with in that game is two th- is NCAA 2005 Anthony Davis. is the single best running back in the history of that game, and I will take that to my grave. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth, man. I won Heisman's with you in the virtual world like all the time. So Listen, I'm not going to lie. I won Heisman's with you too, dude. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll be back next week with more stuff to talk about uh, because the news just keeps on rolling here uh, through uh, through Madison yeah, and through down. Believe in Badger football. I mean, you can't put your phone out. It's awesome. I love it. I you great. know it's so exciting. Yeah. No matter if you are in if you're in Wisconsin, like Bernie is right now, if you're in Georgia, if you're in yeah. Tennessee or Chicago or Hawaii or you know Kazakhstan, it doesn't matter. It's an exciting yeah. time to be a Badger football fan. Uh, it's an exciting time to be on the podcast with 
with you guys and uh happy holidays to everyone out there brandon i know you're having a wonderful hanukkah want to wish everyone a merry christmas a joyous <laughs> kwanzaa a happy new year yeah. whatever yeah. it is however you celebrate right now celebrate with your family celebrate yeah. with your loved ones uh celebrate and, by yourself man celebrate just do by whatever yourself. you want to do i mean just have fun yeah yeah and uh, it. uh <laughs> AD, thank you man. so much Love and you, uh until next time guys thanks for tuning into the believe in badger football podcast on the believe podcast network presented by betonline.ag and we will see you soon on wisconsin on wisconsin here we go thank you appreciate y'all man for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.